Hey, thanks so much for being here. This is My City Church, and this is our podcast. We hope you are inspired to love God, love people, and lead in life. Enjoy the message. Hey, hey, well, good morning, 9 a.m. How's everyone doing this morning? Great, great. This side's doing well. How's this side over here? And now how's this side? Now how's everyone all together? Just keep shouting up. So glad to be here and sharing the word with you guys today. We're going to keep this atmosphere of, of, of praise and worship today. And we're actually going to have an extended time of worship at the end of this message. So when we get up and we sing one song, like we're actually going to uh, be a little bit more intentional with the ending of this message. So this message is going to be short, but it doesn't end when I come off stage. It's going to continue and through the songs of worship. I want to teach you about this idea of a secret weapon that you have. And this secret weapon, we all need to be able to tap into if we are going to make it here on earth. Can I tell you that God is trying to establish his kingdom, his heavenly kingdom, here in Omaha, as it is in heaven. God is wanting to bring revival to this city. God is wanting to change the hearts of people towards him so those that are far from God can come close to God and can know him and walk in all that he has from. God is trying to enact his kingdom in heaven right here in Omaha, and he's looking for a people to use. Now, he looks for people that are available to him, that his kingdom can flow through. But in order for us to be able to allow his kingdom to flow through us, we gotta understand this secret weapon that sets us apart. Because whether you know it or not, you are in this world, and this world has trouble. And I don't know what you came in here with. I think we all could say, and we could all write almost an essay of, yeah, I'm going through this, or yeah, I have this, yeah, I have this on my plate, this stress, this anxiety, this doubt, this difficulty, this tension, turmoil, relationship, etc. And we can all come with various different types of weights. I love what Pastor Joe said, that you can either carry the weight of the cross or the weights of this world. And I want to be able to help you know how to carry the weight of the cross and to cast off the weights of this world. And God, so God is looking for a person that is carrying his yoke, his burden upon him. That's his cross, his establishing of the kingdom here on earth. It's a spiritual kingdom. It's not a physical one where you see an actual physical king, but it's a spiritual kingdom that is going to be established here on earth. And he's looking for people and One way that we can see this is through a physical example in the Old Testament. God sent and established a king. His name was Saul in the Old Testament. And God's heart grew weary with Saul. And then he actually replaced Saul. And he said, I sought a man after my own heart. We find this. Actually, I'm going to read the Acts version where they reference this in Samuel. Acts 13, 22. It said, after removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. He said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. See, God chose David. What separated David from Saul? Saul was concerned about what he wanted to do, what he was doing. David was concerned about what God wanted to do and what God was doing. David was after God's heart. David was not after a setting. David was not after a feeling. David was not after an outcome, but David was after God. David had a secret weapon though. 
Can I tell you, David didn't go through life with all gumdrops, rainbows, and unicorns. No, he actually had various trials, temptations of many kind. But the one thing that set him apart was that no matter what came against him, David remained resolute that he was after God's heart. Not after dragging God's heart to be a part of what David wanted to do, but he was after God's heart to do what God wanted to do. So it was the deepest part of David, not just the words that he was saying or the thoughts that he was thinking, but at the deepest part of him, so no matter what kind of trial came his way, his deepness of his heart called out to the deepness of God's heart. Deep calls out unto deep. We find this in Psalms 42, verse 7, how deep calls to deep. At the beginning of that psalm, David writes, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. He says this in verse 2, when can I go meet with God? He's so eager to be with God that he's asking that question, when's the next time can I go meet with him? Not when is the next time I'm going to see him, when is the next time? He says, when is the next time can I go meet with God? Can I tell you though, even though David had that heart of meeting with God, he had to make a choice to meet with God. It wasn't just a feeling that he was going off of, yeah, I feel like meeting with God today. No, but he knew even in the hardest of times in his life that it came down to a choice to meet with God. We keep reading in, in Psalm chapter 42, verse 5. He says, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? This guy kind of having some self-talk. It's like his own personal counseling session. He's like, what's going on? And then he says to himself, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior, my God. So here he is going against a trial. He says, why is my soul so downcast? And he ever been downcast before I have. God set me free from depression in my life, suicide. And I found a secret weapon after going through that trial. I found a secret weapon. David said, why is my soul so downcast? And then he kind of gives a glimpse to his secret weapon. He says, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. Which means that is, I'm going to continue. No matter what, I'm going to continue to praise him. It says that he was after his heart. After meaning it was continual. Do we have a continual heart of pursuing God, of seeking God's face? Write this down today. You're taking notes. It says, going after God's heart, get this, it's a choice that you make every day, not a feeling that you base your choices upon. It is a choice that you make. You don't say, well, I don't feel like pursuing God today. You have got to make a choice every day day to pursue the heart of God. It's after. It's continual. It's present. I love what Pastor Joe said. I incline my heart to the Lord. I don't just sit back and wait for God to come to me. No, I incline my heart. David had a secret weapon, and his weapon was praise. Psalm 42, 5 and 11, we hear him talking about, why are you downcast? Why are you downcast? Why are you downcast? But Psalm 8, he, Psalm 42, verse 8, he says, By day the Lord directs his love towards me. At night his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. 
See, David understood that something that a lot of us don't fully grasp or comprehend until much further along in life. And I want to be able to teach you today how to overcome those life's circumstances that tend to overwhelm you. Psalm 54.1 says this. It says, to sing barren womb. You who never bore a child, burst into song. Shout for joy, you who were never in labor. This is in reference to Israel coming back to Jerusalem. But it is also in reference to the posture of our heart in the midst of despair. It's in reference to the type of approach we should have to God. That we don't praise God for our circumstance. We praise God in the midst of our circumstance. See, praise is not a response to circumstance. It is a declaration over your circumstance. Israel did not wait. Israel did not wait until they were in Jerusalem to start praising God. They praised him on the way to it. Israel did not wait until the walls came down to surround it and worship and sing it around it. No, they worshiped around the wall day after day. Day after day, they were walking around those walls praising and worshiping God. And then they'd go home. But I don't see anything happen, but I'm going to choose to praise. Can I tell you, there's a secret weapon that's available to you today. Isaiah 61 kind of puts this all into perspective. It says to throw on the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Heaviness is inevitable. What you do with it is optional. You have a choice today to throw on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. David said this. He said, I will encourage myself in the Lord. What does it look like? Self, God is good. Self, God is strong. Self, I know God has delivered me. He will deliver me. And I know he will continue to deliver me. I could talk about Paul. I could talk about Philip. I could talk about Peter. I could talk about any one of the disciples for that most, that part. I could talk about Jesus. Today I chose to talk about David. Because I believe David had a conviction that this secret weapon of praise in the midst of his trial and his difficulty was actually the key to unlock God's presence. Because I don't care if I'm on the mountaintop or if I'm in the valley, I know you're with me. It's not a question if I'm gonna walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's inevitable. It's that I know who's with me in the midst of it. Can I tell you that God is as close to you as your breath? And everyone just take a deep breath, just kind of breathe in. Is that close? Breathe out. He's that close. It's, little, it's, it's just turning that happens. It's a, a fixing of your focus, not on your circumstance, but on God who's over your circumstance. David said that I will encourage myself in the Lord. Yeah, I know I'm going through it, but I'm going to find strength in God. I'm going to praise him. This is more than just a temporary high that I get when I praise God. This is a continued choice that I have to make. That I know God is with me in the midst of it. 
Can I tell you that praise proceeds your breakthrough? So we're in here today and we're worshiping. Some of us are kind of feeling the room. We're kind of just kind of seeing, oh, okay, what's worship going to be like today? Let's see. Oh, man, it feels like there's just a little bit of like resistance in the room. So we're just going to see if this kind of opens up. We're just going to kind of see what happens here. Can I tell you that you are the worship leader of your section? You're the worship leader of your row, and you're the worship leader of your heart. You have to choose. This is something where you have to choose, not someone else around you, but even though you're like Paul and Silas in the middle of a prison cell, you're saying, hey, we're going to sing hymns and praises to God. Even at midnight, in a dark time, we're going to choose to sing praises to God. And not only were their chains broken, but everyone else around them's chains were broken. Can I tell you that your praise precedes your breakthrough? And I need reminded sometimes of who God is. And it's like a song that takes you back to a moment. I borrowed my parents' car the other day. It's my mom in here, my dad, and I stand right there. So you have a CD in your car that says processional. The only time I've seen processional, I made a burned CD for mine and Kelly's wedding. And I called it processional. And it had songs, like it had the prelude song. It had all the songs when it had the bride walks up song. It had our closing song, our communion song, the song that we walked out to after we kissed and we were married. It was, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt. And it took me back to a moment. And the fourth song, it took me back to, and I had a flashback in my head of my bride walking up the aisle. And I just started tearing up in my eyes. I'm like, wow, the power of a song to take you back to a moment. And some people, you've been wounded by songs that take you back to a bad moment. Can I tell you, God can heal that. Some of you have good songs that take you back to a moment. And that is all good. Sometimes I need to be reminded. Can I tell you that even I need to be reminded how faithful God is? Even I need to remind myself how good God is? And can I tell you that praise sometimes is the best time and the best way to get my eyes off my situation and back onto God. So even though I'm going through it, sometimes I just need a reminder. So I like to throw on some old songs. You know, light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. All right, show of hands, who knows that song? There you go, there you go. Here I am to worship. Takes me right back to it. We could go into that. I think there might be a sweet moment there. I think there's some more that God wants to get across here today. What's that song that brings you back to God? I think sometimes we can get so distracted on new songs that we know in our head that we never take the time to get a song in our heart. And what I found is that it's in those moments that you develop a reflex, level of training. We went bird hunting the other day, Reeve, and a bird flew out of nowhere. I'm holding my GoPro and my shotgun, and I just lifted it up, bam! And the bird fell right out of the sky. Sorry, Tolly. <laughs> we were harvesting. And the hunter came up to me. He said, you know what? Some of those reflex shots 
are the best kind because you don't have time to think about it. Can I tell you, it's the same within worship, that if you can develop a reflex to worship, to pursue God, to call out to God in the midst of it, it's not about just taking in all these different Christian songs, but what's that song that God has placed in your heart? Is it a reflex that in the midst of it, David knew this, Psalm 121, this was a song of ascent. It said, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He will, who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. I can welcome the, the worship team to come out as we close. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. I want to help you remember. Jesus said that if these keep quiet, the stones will cry out. I love the fact that he used plural, not singular. Because God says if they keep quiet, the stones are going to cry out. I love how he said they and stones. It was more of like, hey, multiple, because if he just said, if this person keeps quiet, the stone will cry out. Well, if this person keeps quiet, sometimes I need some help in singing my worship and singing my praise. I don't always sound too good by myself. How many of y'all been there before? I ain't going to sing loud by myself. So I'm glad that it says they. I'm glad that it says stones. But if you ever took some rocks and you drop one rock, it just kind of well, you get a big dump truck and you start dropping all these rocks on this stage, it'll be so loud, it'll drown out even this microphone. Can I tell you that there is a corporate praise that drowns out even the loudest roars of the devil? Sometimes you just need to be able to lift your song, but when you got a brother that's weak next to you, you got to be able to lift your voice that much louder. I don't feel like it. it's not a feeling, it's a choice. This is one of those few things in life that you do have to choose. You choose first. It's not in response, it's declaration, it's in preparation. So praise is your secret weapon. The Bible says in Revelation that these angels are around the throne of God and they're crying out, holy, 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 holy. And you guys can take this. I'm done with it. They, they're crying out, holy, holy, holy. And I can't help but kind of picture it in my head. Have you ever wondered, what does that look like? And so it's like Darren, Darren's up here and maybe a Joe, Pastor Joe's right here. And we're, we're just kind of being like, so, so God's right there. And we're going, holy, holy, holy. And then we kind of look like, yo, he's holy. And, and then Joe's going like, no, he's holy. And I'm like, yeah, he is. I'm like, yeah, you know, God's holy. And then you're like, yeah, he is. No, that, yeah, he's holy, right? No, yeah, God's holy. Dude, you know how holy God is? God is like so holy, he's like holy, holy, holy. No, 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 like he's like holy, holy, holy. And then they're like pumping each other up. It's like, no, God is so holy. God is so holy, God is so good. God is so good that we cannot go before him on our own. 
But thank God, the Bible says this, the Bible says this, the Bible says, hey, who can go to the mountain of God? Who can step foot in his presence? It says, no one, but he who has clean hands and a pure heart. And I thank God that we can go before him today because Jesus has given us clean hands and a pure heart. And I implore you today, nothing that you did yesterday, nothing that you did last week, nothing that you did last year, nothing that has happened to you, It's too far gone that God far gone that God cannot redeem and use for his purpose. So I don't know your story. God does. And as you come before him, can I tell you he is eager to meet with you. So why don't you lift your hands and worship? Let's lift our hands right now. God, I want to go to you and worship. I thank you God that we can boldly come before your throne today. God, that we can seek your face. Holy Spirit, won't you rest in this place? Stir in our hearts, God, no matter what we've been going through, no matter what happened to us, no matter what we did, God, we, I thank you that we are not that. But I thank you that your grace renews us day after day. God, week after week. God, that there's no amount of sin that keeps us from you. You've covered it. So we profess that before you. We repent of it. We turn from our ways and we seek your face today, God. So won't we come up and let's continue to worship God today, and I want you to approach that throne knowing that God is not scowling at you, he's not mad at you, but he's smiling at you. He's as close as a breath away. Why don't us go back into worship right now? Thank you so much for listening today, and we want to give a special thank you to those that give so generously to My City Church. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you would like to give today, please hit the link in the description or go to our website at mycitychurch.cc forward slash give. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it on all of your social media. We love you so much. We'll see you next week. God bless.